Welcome to the Devotional Toddcast, hosted by Pastor Todd Walker and Crossroads Church in Littleton, New Hampshire. It's a Christmas-themed Toddcast, as you might guess. Did you ever receive a really good present? Something that was really thoughtful? I mean, think about it. Think about past Christmases and birthdays. One of those really thoughtful Christmas gifts or birthday gifts. Someone nailed it. How about this? Did you ever get a bad present? A present that just didn't make any sense. A present you sort of had to return. Or <laughs> anyone ever re-gift a present? Take a present someone gave you and send it out to somebody else. Hey, it's honest, right? Sometimes it just doesn't work. Let me ask you this question. What was the thing you wanted for Christmas the most growing up? Something you really remember. The present you wanted the most for one of the Christmases growing up. What was it? A bike. A bike. PlayStation 1. You're dating yourself, sir. Yeah. Uh, the CD player was a classic Christmas present in the 90s. Yeah. My parents used to tell us that because other families had, um, didn't have as much money, Santa Claus brought them the fun gifts. Santa Claus wow. sent stockings for us. Because we had things. Our parents would give us money to get things. So Santa filled our stockings with candy and toothbrushes and underwear. <laughs> Santa got me a PlayStation. Santa oh, my word. Socks and underwear. Hey, but socks and underwear would go further than a PlayStation. I think. <laughs> yes, it is. That, we thank you for opening up like that, Elizabeth, because I can tell there's trauma there. Well, let me share a couple experiences with you from my childhood. The, I remember one year I wanted a Nintendo video game really bad, like a specific video game, and I was so excited because I opened two video games on Christmas, and I never went outside again. I remember the year I wanted a BB gun, literally like Ralphie in the movie, and I got a BB gun. I didn't shoot my eye out. I shot my brother in the head. No lie. Actually happened. He's still suffering to this day. No, he's not. He, that's a joke. I remember the year I, got a, I wanted a chemistry set. You guys remember those? I have no idea why, but I got that chemistry set, and I almost burned the house down, and that's also a true story. I remember the year I wanted a Swiss Army knife. I think I told you the story, and I got a knockoff. Polish army knife instead. <laughs> that was interesting. Um, that's the year I didn't get a date and couldn't make the basketball team. And I think, I think they're related, that I didn't have the right Swiss army knife. I remember the year I wanted a laptop computer. This is also a true story. And I got a cat instead. In fact, I remember putting my hands out like you would for a laptop. And there was a cat on my chest when I opened, opened my eyes. So, and I named the cat Rambo. Uh, actually happened. What's that? Yeah. Well, later on, that same Rambo ruined my laptop by dumping a can of soda on it. So that's a weird part to that story, but that actually happened as well. And I remember the year I wanted a new Blackberry, and they, but they stopped making them. And that's, that's this year. So I'm probably going to get some socks or underwear instead, which is fine. Um, here's what's interesting about Christmas. Presents are one of the main ingredients about Christmas. And it's, it's, it's fine. That's a good thing. But they can either make or break the Christmas. At least they did when you were a child. If you got the right present, you were, you were totally stoked and happy. If you got the wrong present, it affected you. What is it about us that we enjoy presents so much? What's interesting about presents is that you never know what's inside of them, do you? You don't know if it's something really exciting. Now, unless you're a peeker. Any peekers growing up? Yeah. You just had to peek. What do you mean growing up or recently? Because that, that sounded really close to home there. She's still a peeker? 
But doesn't that ruin it for a Christian? I think the list of everything I want, very Yeah, yes. Yes, that way you're not disappointed. I understand that logic. I do. But here's the thing about presents is you never know, do you? You never know what's under the wrapping. Is it going to be something really exciting and good or something disappointing? One year, I remember I got a present from my grandma. And I, I preface, I love my grandma. Really. God rest her soul. She's in heaven. But I opened the present only to find two hankies with a T stenciled on them. And I was 13. When you're 13... When you're 13 years old, you don't appreciate a hanky with a tea stencil on it, maybe like you should. And I will, be, I will confess I was disappointed with that present. I wanted a cool toy or video game or a gift card or some cold, hard cash, grandma. Um, actually, my grandma must have learned better because by the end of her life, she was literally wrapping up cash for us. By the end of her life, we were getting cold, hard cash as presents. So I think she was affected by our lack of response. Um, but I actually, does anyone else struggle telling people what they want for a present? Like anyone struggle saying, I do. I struggle telling people what I want. They ask me what I want for Christmas. I never know what to say. Number one, I think it should come from their heart. That's a lie. Uh, number two, I never know what I want. And that's true until the 26th of December when I realize I didn't get it. And, and then I tell them, what's that? Your birthday is three. You, good job, Kelly. What a memory. How did you remember that? That's amazing. She's right. So if I didn't get it for Christmas, three days later, redemption can come. I think one year I got a shoe for Christmas and I got the other shoe for my birthday. So I had to wait three days. But 79. So I look one year older than I am. Is that what you're telling me? No, that's okay. I've been told I have a baby face though, so... But what if, what if presents were everything we needed? What literally, if every present you got was everything you ever wanted and needed? And even if we didn't know it when we opened it, it was everything we actually needed. Well, I always knew on Christmas, we have a, oh, there's a child down there. I didn't see the child. I always knew on birthday or Christmas, but when my parents felt they had to explain the gift, that I wasn't going to enjoy it. When, you guys' parents ever do that? Oh, Todd, we're going to have to explain this present. I knew I wasn't going to love the present then if it came with an explanation. But sadly and even tragically, I believe this is how most of mankind reacts to the greatest present ever given to mankind, isn't it? Jesus came down to this earth and we opened that present and said something like, really God, that's it? At least this was my experience. I asked for a spouse and you gave me Jesus. I asked for a dream job and you gave me Jesus. I asked for justice for those who wronged me and you gave me Jesus. I asked for good health and long life and you gave me Jesus. At least that's how I reacted to the gift that God gave me in Jesus Christ. And that put my God in an awkward position. Maybe like my grandma when she found out I really didn't love the hankies. It was almost like I asked God if he kept the receipt. So that I could return Jesus for something I really wanted. I, guys, I mean that. I, that's actually how I treated God. With the greatest present of all time. But what's so interesting about us as people is that God knows how we are, doesn't he? He knows how we're made. He knew the response to his son was not going to be the appropriate response because sin had so warped our minds and our hearts that we would actually stick up our nose to the greatest present of all time. Now, if someone would have given me the presents that I consider valuable today, back, back in the day, I wouldn't have valued those presents at all. 30 years ago, I wanted video games, Air Jordans, and the Rocky soundtrack. And I think I got all of them. 
Today I want coffee, memory foam slippers, and a nap. That's, that's how you please me now. If you offered me those gifts 30 years ago, I would, run, I would have just run away while crying. But our perspectives change, don't they? And the same would be said of 25-year-old Todd versus now 43-year-old Todd. 25-year-old Todd did not value the present of all presents. He just didn't. I saw Jesus as important for not going to hell only. But I didn't value even him that much because I should have considered what a great treasure that is to have someone spare me from the damnation that I deserve. But I acted like Jesus was someone trite and insignificant. If I could have had a great family, a great job, good health, long life, fun friends, great hobbies, and a cool car, I think I would have been happy with all of that. I really believe that. But if you ask me today what I want, I would say something, something similar to the lyrics from the Fernando Ortega song, you can have all this world, but give me Jesus. I love that song, by the way. You can have all this world, but give me Jesus. But I'll also be honest with you tonight, that even sometimes a pastor loses the sight of the present of all presents. And I end up longing for things that cannot hold a candle to my Jesus. And perhaps our enemy doesn't even need to be that strong and crafty. Maybe he just needs to let us see everything else in our life in focus and Jesus all blurry. If Jesus is blurry and everything else in our lives is in focus, I think our enemy is going to feel very accomplished by that. But thankfully, we can flip the script on our enemy with one simple tactic. Focus on Jesus. I want to read a passage to you from 1 Peter 2. Verse 4 to 10, it says, Now coming to him as a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious, you also are living stones, are being built up to a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore it is also contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect and precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore to you who believe he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble being disobedient to the word to which they were appointed. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but now are the people of God who once had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Amen. Maybe this Christmas season we should do ourselves a favor and consider what our lives might look like if God had given us everything we wanted growing up. Think about that. Everything we were frustrated to God that God didn't give us. What if he gave us all those things instead of Jesus? Where would we be this very night? What would we be doing with our time in our lives? What hope would we actually have in this life? And how much time would we have left on the clock before our temporal happiness ran out? And I'll go first. If God had given me everything I wanted when I was 25 years old, I would, I would be in a mess today. A real mess. And I might not even be aware of the, the mess. I might be living entirely selfishly, have a screwed up family, have no hope beyond the grave, and not even be aware that my train has run out of track. And I don't want that for myself today. But you know what it took for that to happen? For that to change, God focused my attention upon his son when I wanted everything else except Jesus. And I don't want that anyone for anyone I love. Either. I don't want my church, my people that I love, to have that experience either, where they get everything else besides Jesus. I want us to all be focused upon Jesus and living our entire lives to please him. But all I can really do as your pastor is plead with you this season to remind you that there's no greater gift than the gift of gifts. 
And I don't even recommend that you take my word for it. That's not good enough. It's not. You need to do what the scripture encourages us to do. We've heard this motto. We hear this motto every Christmas. And it's not a bad motto. Jesus is the reason for the season. That's a good motto, isn't it? But here's a better one. And this comes right out of scripture. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. That is Psalm 34. And that is what I encourage everyone to do again or for the first time, is taste and see that he is good. And I want to just say Merry Christmas to everyone. I love you. I'm thankful for all of you. And I may, may Jesus shine brightly in our lives and our souls this season and in the coming new year. We love you all. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Devotional Toddcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. Learn more about us at CrossroadsOfLittleton.com. Crossroads Church, seeking to shine the light and love of Jesus in the heart of New England.